You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome into the Hoist the Colors podcast on this Wednesday night, this after dark Hoist the Colors podcast edition as we continue on with our position previews. We've got Macy O'Donnell, the former East Carolina receiver and running back and special team stalwart. He is with us now for the third consecutive week as we roll forward on these position previews. And Macy, we've made it through quarterbacks, which you did not play. Uh, in college we've made it through running backs but you did play in college but now we're talking receivers which you played the most of in college so i know this is uh this is the real real home for you and you're gonna have a lot of insight here so first off welcome back maceo but uh you excited about today's show oh yeah all all that just means is uh next the next few weeks i'm really gonna have to do some research uh a little (laughs) bit more i can kind of wing it been able to come and wing it yeah a little bit uh but i definitely got to dive into it more after this (laughs) Yeah, we got a ton uh, to talk about, and we're, so what we're doing for those who are, who are unfamiliar, so we could have done like wide receivers as far as outside receivers and then inside receivers along with tight ends, but what we're doing is we're combining the outside receivers, the inside receivers, and the tight ends. So the way ECU does it is they kind of do their outside receivers as one room. They have an outside receivers coach. This year is Dyrell Roberts, and they have their inside receivers and tight ends coach. This year it's Aaron Auer. And uh, last year was Latrell Scott, of course, and Raekwon Boyette coached the outside receivers. He's now moved over to running backs. So uh, some change there, some change with personnel. By the way, we are live YouTube, Facebook. Give us a question. If you're tuned in, we'll answer it throughout the show. It can be about anything football or otherwise as Macy O'Donnell joins us. Macy, we were running some numbers prior to the show, and this is probably the position group at receiver and really tight end if you want to include it that I get asked about the most other than quarterback this offseason. And that's because two 1,000-yard receivers are gone. Ryan Jones is gone. Of course, C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead are gone. 74% of the receiving yards from last season are gone. So there, there are legitimate question marks here, but guys have been in the program. There's a new mix of transfers as well. So this is definitely another intriguing position room as we get set to preview this thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. We got a lot of new guys coming in. Um New to the to Pirate Nation, but not new new to the Pirate team. So they're all ready to go and uh, ready for their opportunities for sure. Yeah, a ton of ton of guys. And I guess we'll start with the 
we'll, we'll go position by position in terms of we'll start with the outside receivers and work our way inside and then talk tight ends as well. But let's let's start with the outside receivers and we'll start with the names we know. And that is at the Z position. At least that's what we project these guys to play. And, and those two guys are Josiah Hatfield and Kerry King. Again, we're, we'll talk some positions these guys can move around. We've talked before, Maceo, some of these guys started at slot. They moved the outside. They can also line up in the slot depending on the, the, the formation, the play call, that sort of stuff. So, Josiah Hatfield, let's start there. Uh, what is he known as? Takeoff kid uh, because he's yeah. so fast. Uh, you know, probably rivals – uh, Keaton Mitchell with speed, at least as close to him. Just, I feel like we talked about last week. I feel like it's his year, and this is his final year of eligibility. So I'm expecting big things from Josiah. He had 178 receiving yards last year, the third most as far as a returning receiver. Uh, so really excited about Josiah. What do you expect from Josiah this year, Maceo? Yeah, I definitely think this year for Josiah is going to be huge. Uh, I think, you know, this is finally his chance where he's probably the clear uh, cut favorite for a spot on the team, especially, you know, a starting, you know, that starting four. Um, but I think Josiah, you know, he has a big ceiling, high ceiling, super fast. I think he might even beat Keaton. Um, honestly, I don't know. They might argue over that, but those guys are really neck and neck for speed. You know, he's the greatest probably one of the greatest athletes i've seen in person uh can jump really high super quick super fast um but i definitely think Josiah will have a really breakout season this year you know he's one of those deep play uh explosive play guys where he can go catch a post you know and at the same time he can jump up and probably catch some jump balls as well um but i think Josiah is going to have a really big year this year and i think you know you know certain things in his life and he now he's ready to go kind of went through that phase and matured and i think you know it's kind of all set and ready for him now. So what's the, the biggest thing for size staying healthy at this point, Maceo, because injuries have bit him in the past. Is it consistency? Is it, is it all the above? You know, what has kind of held him back? Because we've seen the flashes. I mean, he's made big, big plays every year of his career. So what do you think are the, yeah. the keys there? I mean, all of those things, obviously for anybody is staying healthy, which is the most important thing. Um, but Josiah, you know, he's kind of been moved around a lot. You know, he's played that slot, played outside, um, so I think now he's kind of been in that outside position for a few years now, more comfortable, um, is really, really comfortable with the offense at this point in his career. Um, but, you know, Josiah, I think he's one of those guys. He gets better as he as he keeps going. I don't know if you remember um, two years ago against Cincinnati at home. You know, he had a couple big plays there late in the game on some NFL caliber corners. Uh, so, I mean, he has all the talent in the world and I just I'm just ready for him to put it together. Yeah, I, you know, I was going to mention that. It's just funny you bring that up because I, I remember, you know, you remember the big play at SMU. You remember uh, the yeah. kick return against Temple. But, like, I remember him beating those guys just on pure speed, and those were NFL caliber corners. So, yeah. uh, I remember he toasted Kobe Bryant a couple times. So, I, I would yeah. like to see him, you know, just, just get more opportunities. And, and yeah. we kind of talked about it too. Like, a guy that fast and explosive, I think you got to be – a little more creative getting him the ball too, Maceo, like not just, you know, jet sweeps and posts, maybe get it to yeah. him on some screens. So just some way to get him the football more. Yeah. And I think just obviously he's going to be really good at doing, you know, the jet sweeps, the deep balls and everything. But, you know, I think just too, you could just hit him with a little jailbreak screen and he has one opening and he'll be gone. Like actually he'll be gone. Just like you see Keaton Mitchell hit that sideline a lot. Um, but Josiah, you know, he's a great player and I'm really excited for him this year. You know, I think, like you said, injuries may have held him back in the past a little bit, just playing behind a few players that are in that 74% that, you know, we've lost, uh, last year, 
but I really, I'm really, really excited for him. And I think Josiah is going to be a huge part of the offense this year. All right, Chuck Saley's. He's got a question. Chuck, we'll get to it in a minute. Regarding he, he asked who's capable of a 1,000 yard season. We'll talk about that here shortly. And I think there are some potential candidates there. Uh, again, if you got any questions on YouTube or Facebook, drop them in the comment section. We'll get to them at some point in the show, and uh, they can help guide our conversation as well. All right, backing up, Josiah, or at least you know, also at the position is Kerry King. And I thought one of the guys, Macy, in my opinion, who made the biggest jump this spring was Kerry. You know, similar to Josiah, big, big playability, but I thought he caught the ball better than he's ever caught it. He, he ran routes yeah. uh, more efficiently. He just looked like a different guy, another guy who's been in the program. Again, if you're a casual fan, maybe you haven't heard of some of these guys we're going to talk about, but this guy's been in the program, I think, since 2020, so going on yeah. four years. Um, and it's kind of his time to shine, and I think he's going to play a lot this year in the rotation. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, Kerry, I mean – Kerry, the biggest thing that stands out um, about him to me is that, you know, he works super hard. I mean, you know, being with him those last three years, I mean, he's always first, always last in the weight room, works very, very hard. Um, I know he has a really good relationship with Isaiah Winstead, and they're kind of cut from the same cloth in that regards. They're both very hard workers, um, you know, want to go after everything they, that they can. So I think Kerry is another guy like Josiah also who has a lot of speed, a lot of quickness, a lot of ways you can get him the ball as well. Um, and both of them also have had some time in the slot as well. So don't be surprised if you see that too this coming fall. But, um, you know, Kerry is that, you know, he's a real, real workhorse. You know, he earned a scholarship, came in as a preferred walk on. Um, so I understand where he's come from in, in those regards. You could really got to work your way up. And uh, I think, you know, he's had an opportunity. He had about, I think, four or five catches last year. Um, so he definitely, um, you know, took advantage of his opportunities last year. So I think this year he'll definitely have a bigger opportunity and can really step into a role where he's going to be on the field, you know, I, maybe 30, 35 plays a game, I would I would say. Yeah, six catches, 52 yards last year uh, for Kerry King. And, uh, again, has cracked a rotation in the last couple of years. And, you know, just looking for him to continue to make that next step along with Josiah. And, at Macy, I wanted to ask you, these two guys – we talked about it. They kind of profile more size-wise as slot receivers. Interesting that they're playing the the Z or have been playing the Z in this offense. Is that just a matter of, you know, EC wanting to get that speed on the other outside position? Because usually maybe you see bigger receivers on yeah. the both outside spots. Yeah, I mean, those two guys are just so special. I mean, they're just natural speed is, you know, insane. I mean, you put Keaton, Carey, and Josiah beside each other, I mean, in a race. I don't know who I put my money on, honestly. Uh, but all those guys can run. All those guys can do a lot of different things on the field. Um, so in, in a way, they're a little bit more valuable than some of those bigger, you know, X receivers who you're just going to throw jump balls to on third down. Uh, they can do a lot of things on first and second down and even third down and make some very explosive plays at the same time. Um, and all the Josiah and Kerry, too, can do some things kick returning as well. And it, I don't know if Josiah's watching, but he's welcome for that uh, kickoff return at Temple. I had that leading block out there. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's special team stalwart Macy O'Donnell <laughs> making sure to remind them. Hey, they're gonna miss your uh they're gonna miss your blocking this year on special teams. Yeah. So yeah. You had some pretty we'll good see. kick returns last year too. <laughs> so I was I was waiting for you to break one. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah. Hey, well hey, there's hey, still a year of eligibility left. Maybe we'll take you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um uh I think if if you've proven yourself to be good on this show though, maybe they're Maybe they like you in this role better. So yeah, we'll see. I, I had an old coach uh, hit me up 
earlier today. He was like, are, are you like the new uh, sportscaster out there for Hoist of Colors? <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm just, I'm just trying something new. So, uh, you know, I talked to some of those guys earlier today, Josh Murphy, some of them. So they're very excited and they're excited for the team and they're excited for me too in this new endeavor. So. Yeah, you're doing a great job, man. Great job. Third show, and uh, you're, you're already looking like a natural, as we've said before. All right, let's answer Chuck's question here, yeah. and we can kind of go ahead and, and look forward as far as uh, some of the other positions. But he said, who who's capable of a 1,000-yard season? And of course, C.J. Johnson moving on, Isaiah Winstead moving on. Those were your two 1,000-yard receivers last year. When you look at the, this receiving group, and I have a guy in mind, I'll be curious to see yours um, – who do you see is as a potential option for a 1,000 yard season on the on paper? Um, on paper, I definitely see Josiah Hatfield and Jalen Johnson as those main guys to probably um, get that 1,000 yards. Both very, very experienced guys. Um, both guys can do a lot of different things inside and outside. So I think, you know, their ability to line up different places, you know, their experience, their knowledge of the offense. Um, I think that's probably the best bet um, to say if, if someone was going to get 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, I would if I had to guess or if I had to put money on it, I would say Jalen Johnson just because I, I remember preseason camp last year and even spring ball, he was the name I heard most among the transfer receivers, like even ahead of Isaiah Winstead. And the season came, uh, Isaiah, of course, was able to stay healthy for most of the year, whereas Jalen struggled with a back injury at times, also had a couple other things going on. I think really limited yeah. him. I think if he stays healthy, Maceo, he, he's going to see a, a large volume of targets. Yes. Last year, 26 catches, 340 yards, four touchdowns, and it says 10 games, but what he was probably fully healthy in six or seven, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, there's a few I, games there. I mean, he started, and uh, I think I, if I remember like UCF, like he started with like a, three or four catches early in that game, and then, you know, he just couldn't go anymore. So I definitely see Jalen as probably one of those top guys. And like I said before, he can play both positions. I mean, last year he was outside receiver in that Z position, and now he's the H at slot. Um, so he's very well trained, a Georgia transfer, been with the program going on two years now. So, I mean, he's definitely ready to go. I know he's probably getting rehab, um, training a lot this offseason um, and just preparing for the, you know, the brutality of, you know, 12, 13, 14 games. So, he again, he moves inside from that outside spot to slot. And I almost think it's a, a better fit for his skill set because he's pretty quick. He's a great route yeah. runner. He's got good hands. So what do you think about that move? Yeah, I think it was a great move. And, you know, I think it's probably a really smart move as well. Um, you know, CJ Johnson, you know, Tyler Sneed in the past have played that H position that he's coming up for now. Um, so, you know, those are a lot of guys that can, you know, quick out routes, you know, go across the field, you know, and too high coverage. So, I mean, you can do a lot of things with those guys. And I think Jalen is, especially he can run great routes. You can put him on the outside as well. I think he's probably, you know, the perfect fit for that. And, you know, he's able to carry that responsibility of getting, you know, seven targets a game um, and completing seven targets and, and having seven catches. So I think that's probably the biggest thing the coaches are thinking. So you played the H, you know, the majority of your time. Yeah. What's the what's the real key to succeeding at that position? Because I, I remember hearing all the time, like, and I saw it firsthand, you were killing it at practice. I'm still waiting for you to get – more opportunities in a game, yeah. but hey, it didn't happen. It is what yeah. it is. But um, what's the key to playing that position, man? 
I mean, you just got to be tough and um, you really have to understand the offense. You know, you you have to do a lot of things, obviously, uh, on the perim- perimeter as far as blocking, you know, linebackers, outside linebackers, safeties, um, and also being able to read coverages as well. Um, you know, a lot of the times the guys on the outside, you know, either they're running a go, you know, they might stop. But, you know, you have to know as a slot receiver, uh, you know, am I turning in? Am I settling down? Am I breaking in too high? Do I keep it straight one high? So it's a lot of different things, a lot of thinking uh, along with that as well. Um, but Jalen is a very versatile player. You know, traditionally you have, you know, very quick guys in that those positions like myself, Snead, I would say I'm bragging on myself a little bit. But uh, Jalen is one of those guys, too, with a little bit more height than we've usually had. Um, so I think that makes him very versatile. How much, and again, we're diving into some of the offense here, but like how many of your routes are – you know, able to be changed on the fly, I guess, depending on what you're seeing defensively versus just you know, basically an option route versus just a set yeah. route. Like what are the, what are the differences there from your position as an age? Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, probably, it's probably 60, 40, 40 being, you know, the times you have options. I mean, you know, being on that inside, you can, I mean, a lot of times you can go in, out, up, stop, you know, especially for safeties, those guys guarding you, they, you can, you have any way you can go, to be honest, you know, outside is only so far, you know, you have the sideline right there. Um, so a lot of the routes you have options on them and a lot of routes are, you know, normal where you stay the course. Um, but, you know, it depends. Our offense is, you know, a really good offense. We have a lot of options, you know, both inside and outside. Um, so I think Jalen, you know, and some of those guys behind him are going to do really well at that. So to take it back to the 1,000-yard receiving discussion, we'll get back to the H receivers in a minute because there's a lot of guys at this position that I really like. Um, we, we both mentioned Josiah. I know – so last year he led the team 16.2 yards per catch, long yeah. at 55. Yeah. You know, like I almost see him as a guy who could reach 1,000 yards if he gets like 45 catches just based yeah. off yards. So, you know – I don't know. Do you feel like it's even possible at least you can have two 1,000-yard receivers again? Like, that seems such a unicorn year. It's happened now twice in program history. It yeah. almost feels like maybe, you know, you have one and then another guy 700 more spread out. Just any yeah. any feel there? Yeah, I mean, when you just think about, you know, the God-given talent some of these guys have, um, starting from the quarterback position and Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn being able to throw it downfield, and then you combine the speed of, you know, Josiah Hatfield. I mean, he can – he could go for 115, 120 yards a game in like four catches, honestly. So, and that's a realistic goal. And I think, you know, if he doesn't have that goal, he definitely should because he can do it and his ability allows him to do it. Um, but, you know, Josiah's just so explosive and you can't teach speed, which is, you know, is really invaluable. You know, you can get stronger, get bigger, you know, you can even probably get quicker, but speed is something that a lot of guys max out on. And I don't think, you know, Pirate Nation has really even seen all the speed that Josiah has. No doubt. Looking forward to seeing what Josai has heading into his senior year. All right, the H position, we, we you know assume Jalen Johnson will start, barring something unforeseen. Mm-hmm. But some guys again that have uh, that have been in the program, Brock Spalding now, I think going on to year three. Uh, maybe maybe redshirt last year as a freshman, but yeah, either year way, two. yeah, year two, and then um, Jari Patterson going into yep. year year three. He's a former Marshall transfer. Again, has had it was a big re- recruit out of high school. Yeah, had some real ability. Uh, those two guys, to me, have really caught my attention at times. Maceo and uh, Brock seems to catch everything thrown his way in scrimmages. Also, you know, really seems to be a guy who could play a role this year. And then Jari, I think, is just waiting on an opportunity as well. So, what right. do you see from that position behind Jalen? 
Yeah, um, with Brock, you know, like you said, he has great hands. I mean, the dude we were talking about earlier, I mean, he wears the same size gloves as CJ Johnson and, you know, Tyler Savage. You know, he has huge hands, um, can catch the ball really well, has great hand-eye coordination. Um, you know, he's a young player, so, you know, it still can take some time learning the offense and understanding his job, especially in the slot when you have so many different options. So I think Brock definitely has a, a shot this year. Um, and you talk about Jari Patterson, like you said, a big recruit out of high school, transfer from Marshall. Um, and I think this guy is probably one of those X factor guys that, you know, if he gets that one shot and, you know, he's ready for it, I mean, you get, people are going to be wondering where he came from. Uh, you know, he has a lot of abilities, very quick, um, hard to tackle out in space. Um, he reminds me a lot of myself. Uh, so I hope he sees this when uh, <laughs> when this airs out, if he does, if he's not watching right now. But those guys have a lot of ability um, and can do a lot of things. They're they're more on the shorter end of the um, of the stick you know, compared to Jalen. They're a little bit smaller guys, but, you know, that can be an advantage as well. Um, so I think both of those guys have given the opportunity. They'll run with it, especially Jari. This is probably his maybe third year in college. So he kind of understands how it goes, you know, is starting to understand the offense really, really well. And he also played in high school with Alex Flynn. So, you know, they have that connection also as well. Um, so those guys, I think, given the opportunity, they will do really, really well. Yeah. And Jari, you know, he was ineligible last year. We reported on it. But the thing I respect most, he stayed with the team, worked his tail off. And by the bowl game, he was eligible, you know, yeah. played in the bowl game, I think on special teams. And I remember in bowl practice, you know, talking to some sources on the team, they were like, don't be surprised if Jari gets in on offense because he had been yeah. practicing that well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he played late in the game maybe, but definitely a guy I think can surprise some people this year that maybe people aren't talking about, like you said, Maceo. So a yeah. uh, really good player. Um, Zion Agnew is a freshman who I think they project to play in the slot. He's a, a faster, a shorter receiver, but a really prolific a player out of South Carolina, the Columbia area. So that's kind of what your position group uh, stands or, or stands there now on the inside. We'll talk about the tight ends. I, am I forgetting anybody, Messi, that you know of? No, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. There we go. Uh, some questions here or comments, I should say. Um, Pirate 2031 says there will be more deep balls thrown this year given Mason's arm strength and who will benefit if so. I guess that is a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the question yeah. mark. But uh, um, so I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and address this and we can talk about some of the X receivers too. But I think number one has got to be Josiah. We talked about it. You know, if you're pushing the football down the field, Macy, how can you not throw it to 88? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just I like we said, I mean, he's so fast. Kerry King, those guys can really get downfield and also Jalen Johnson as well. Um, but uh, first thing I wouldn't say, you know, just straight off Mason. I think there's still, you know, Flynn still has a shot there and it will be a competition when it comes fall time. So um, both of those guys can do a lot of the same things and have a chance. Um, but definitely we should see a lot of more deep balls and taking chances downfield. Um, you know, with Holton these past few years, he's more meticulous. You know, he can kind of thread the defense a lot and pick his spots. So, uh, you know, that's just an older guy for you. Uh, you know, sometimes you you, you want to see those deep balls, but those come with a lot of chance and, you know, a lot of opportunities for other guys to run under it and pick it off at the same time. Um, but we'll definitely see that more this year. I think, you know, you have Kerry King, Josiah Hatfield, and even uh, Jarrett Garner on the outside with some real, real speed that can go and uh, run under those balls. Yeah, it was Flynn in the spring game, Maceo, who hit Hatfield on the big big yeah. touchdown pass. So, I mean, exactly. and he put it right on the money. So, you give one-on-one coverage to Josiah. I think he beat, you know, Tommy Brown, the UNC transfer, yeah. and Alex took the matchup. 
He won, scored a touchdown. So, yeah, Mason can throw the crap out of it. We've seen it, but Alex can definitely put on the money too. Um, Robert says, curious how many different – and this is a question for you, Maceo. (laughs) How many different pass concepts like Mesh, Sale, Yankee do you work on in camp? Seven or more like 15 if you can – you know, shed any light there. Yeah, I mean, we work on, on on everything. I mean, if anybody knows Coach K, we're very well coached, um, have a lot of different concepts that we have to get a lot of different players involved. Um, so, you know, we lot of, we have to, you know, try to hit those outside routes like sales, you know, those deep outs, um, a lot of meshes. If you, if you watch us, we run a lot of mesh, um, especially in the red zone. We run a lot of mesh as well. So, I mean, that's a big part of our offense. And, you know, just like the same thing we we're talking about, Josiah, two years ago against Cincinnati, he caught a ball against sauce Gardner, which which was a mesh getting the first down headed on our sideline headed to um you know the the weight room so i mean we do a lot of that anyways and i'm, I'm sure they'll keep doing that as well all right let's continue on again if you got any more questions comments drop them and we will address them on the show all right so we've talked inside receivers we still got tight ends to go let's bounce outside to to the x receiver position which is probably the biggest question mark on the team Mike Houston even said it after a spring ball. He was like, we got to find a big guy at X receiver who's going to step up and, and do the job. And I thought Jared Garner showed some flashes in the spring, second year coming in as a Duke transfer, uh, has been in college football a long time. So I, th- I think maybe this is his opportunity as well. Ryan King was brought in from Georgia Tech. He dealt with some injuries in the spring, flashed some talent. And they brought in a couple more guys, Keelan Robinson from Kansas, a bigger receiver, also, Chase Soul from Colorado. Uh, so you got a ton of guys here, and this is probably – and I'm, I'm leaving somebody else, uh, else out, I'm sure. We haven't talked about Josh Murphy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of newcomers as well in the freshman class. Malik Leverett, I believe is how you pronounce it, is a 6'3", 200-pound receiver who I really like. So this seems to be the biggest question mark on paper, Messio, but there's no shortage of, of options at least. Yeah. Definitely. And, I, and and even in this offense, you'll see a lot of a lot of times we're spread out wide, you know, even in like 11 personnel with a tight end on the field. Um, you know, we just had, you know, the opportunity to have those guys out there that can be versatile and to do that. Um, but, yeah, definitely in that exposition, I see Jarrett Garner, uh, Keelan Robinson, the transfer from Kansas and Josh Murphy um, coming back from an ACL injury, who was having a really good spring in camp last year before he was injured. Um, I see those guys having a really big opportunity and, you know, like we were talking about running backs last week, I think, you know, the receivers as well is kind of be going to is going to be like a group thing. You know, a lot of guys are going to be doing a lot of different things um, and kind of be a collective effort. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those positions unless somebody just dominates preseason yeah. camp. Maceo, you're going to see a lot of rotation early in the season until somebody just makes plays on game days because that's oftentimes what separates somebody unless they're just so good in practice it stands out above the rest. Right. Um, any idea who gets first crack here, or is it just completely up to practice? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those positions, especially this year, I think it's probably completely unknown right now, um, especially at this point, um, heading into fall camp in about a month. Um, I think this position is wide open, and I think whoever just goes out there, and they're going to have to take it if they want it. Um, I think Jarrett, you know, being a six-year guy, you know, he has a great opportunity he has a lot of speed as well that I don't think people know. A lot of athletic ability he was a basketball player in high school, um, so, you know. So he has a lot that he can do, um, not just go up and catch jump balls, but definitely go down the field as well. Um, and I'm hearing a lot of good things about Keelan Robinson, the transfer from Kansas. 
um, with a couple years of eligibility left. Hardy's a great route runner, and so you know I, I think those two guys and Josh Murphy, he can he can play around two H Z Y X. He knows all of them. He probably could play quarterback if he wanted to. Also, he uh, he knows everything. So I think those three guys are probably at the top of the list now. Um, Got to see Josh come back. You know, get to one hundred percent. Obviously, coming off of an injury, but at this point, I think it's wide open. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Robinson as well. And, and I'm honestly, I don't know if Kansas just has the deepest receiving core in America <laughs> or what, but I'm like, you know, when they took him as a transfer, I was just kind of like, all right, why are they taking this kid from, from Kansas who's barely played? Yeah. And, but apparently he's come in with workouts, like you said, has impressed physically. He's done the right things off the field. I know he had to deal with it. He dealt with the sickness, so he missed some time, but he's coming back from that. Um, so looking forward to seeing what he does. I don't know if they're working Chase so well, the Colorado transfer at X or, or Z, but he's another 6'3 guy who can run. Again, he's only a, a he'll be a red shirt freshman. Yeah. So he'll he's got a lot of eligibility left. Young guy, also with a baseball background. Um, could have been recruited in baseball as well. So again, young talent, some old talent. You mentioned Garner. I thought he had a really solid spring game, Maceo. Yeah. 6'3, 200 is what he's listed at with speed. Mm-hmm. So with him, is it just getting that opportunity on game day maybe where he can maybe separate himself? Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, he came from Duke, you know, which is an ACC school. Obviously, they have a lot of talent, uh, you know, and then coming here with kind of a loaded, you know, receiver and tight end room last year. Um, you know, you might not get that opportunity at some points. But, you know, Jarrett has a lot of ability. Um, like you said, big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds. And I don't think people know how athletic this dude is. He can run jump went to go play basketball one time and i'm like dang this dude's head's at the rim um so he definitely can do a lot on the you know that x receiver position and, and i think he'll have a great opportunity this fall all right those are your receivers if we've left anybody out i apologize i i'm interested to see some of the freshmen um they also added a walk on mike wyman who's a former south carolina receiver yeah. was a four-star recruit uh at a high school hasn't played football in a couple of years so we'll, we'll keep an eye on him uh, but he's another big guy who could play um, potentially. So let's move into tight ends, which we were going to do this, Maceo, as a whole separate <laughs> position room. But basically it's just Shane Calhoun, Tyler Savage, and yeah. some freshmen. So um, we can go one by one here. Let's start with Shane, who I honestly yeah. expect to be a, a potential focal point of the offense. Yeah. He had uh, 202 yards last year. And, and I, I tell you, I'll let you give your take on Shane Calhoun because I <laughs> – I feel like he should be throwing the ball more, but what what yeah. do you see out of Shane and and what are you expecting from from him this year? Yeah, Shane's a very um, you know, strong guy, very athletic guy. Um, you know, he can go out and catch some balls at receiver and also be a very good and effective blocker as well. Um, you know, Shane, you know, honestly he probably had to take a little bit of a back seat uh after getting Ryan Jones and you know, some of those guys coming in that we on the team last year. So, I mean, I think his numbers probably went down a little bit as far as receptions and maybe, you know, touchdowns and yards and stuff like that. Um, but Shane is very uh, – uh, he has a high ceiling and he can do a lot out there. Um, you know, so I think Shane will be a big part of the offense. He, he does have some speed on him as well. Um, so I definitely see him being stretched out a little bit, you know, being that probably starting guy, um, you know, to get the call on Saturdays to go out there and do his job. Um, there's not – Anything else I really could say about Shane? You know, he's all around guy, can do a lot for the team, very well respected, um, very smart guy. So I think Shane, you know, he'll have, you know, a big chance this year, especially with the unknown, um, you know, as far as the receivers and tight ends position, you know, him, Josiah Hatfield and Jalen Johnson are the, 
you know, the most productive guys coming back on the team. Um, so I think Shane will have a huge opportunity this year. And, you know, he's a guy you can really rely on. And the, the thing I like about him is every, it seems like every catchable ball thrown to him, he he makes the catch. Like I can't yeah. remember a drop pass and I looked up the numbers. I don't have them in front of me from pro football focus, but I don't think he's dropped a pass in his career. That was like, you know, ruled a straight up drop. Yeah. Um, so like he just catches the ball. Yeah, maybe he's not the tallest or fastest tight end target, but he's extremely reliable, as you said. Um, and I've always been impressed with his maturity since he recruited, mm -hmm. got recruited by and, and was committed to ECU. Like he just seemed like a guy wise beyond his year. So it, you kind of mentioned it there, Maceo, but he is he kind of a guy who could develop into maybe a you know a leader of the offense uh, potentially with his kind of you know uh, maybe more of a quiet leader, but potential leader yeah. of the offense. Yeah, Shane can be a you know he's kind of a naturally a, a quiet guy, um, but you know he's gotten real playing time since he was a true freshman, and I think this year he's about to be, you know, is he about to be a senior? I think Shane Shane might be about yeah, to be a fourth year guy. Yeah, fourth year junior, so I guess yeah. technically a senior. Yeah, yeah, so I mean he's been around, you know, um, and he's gotten a lot of playing time over the years. So guys definitely follow him. You know, he's more of that silent leader, but I mean his play on the field, you know, always shows who he is. You know, tough guy, willing to put people in the dirt you know, and also can get on that outside and make someone miss as well. Um, so I think Shane is definitely going to be a huge part of the offense, especially we like to do a lot of 11 and 12 personnel um, at ECU. So I think Shane's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, and if they go 12 personnel this year, you got to think that Tyler Savage is going to see a yeah. lot more playing time. And another guy who's been waiting his time, I think even came in in the same recruiting class as Shane, Again, started as a kind of a bigger X receiver or a bigger outside receiver, then was moved inside to kind of that hybrid slot. And with yeah. Ryan Jones moving on, I think we'll potentially see him in that role. So what are you expecting right. from Savage, another guy with good size and has been waiting his time? Yeah, you know, he's another guy with good size, like you said, great hands. Um, started off of that X position. And, you know, the stats might not show it, but he got a lot of snaps um, two years ago. Um, when we became bowl eligible for the first time in a while. Um, Tyler was a starter and kind of was in that rotation a lot that year. Um, you know, in the past couple of years, he's gotten moved to that tight end, you know, slot position, kind of similar to Ryan Jones being able to, you know, block and at the same time go out and line up, you know, single receiver out there by himself and win a slant or a go ball. Um, so I think uh, Tyler Savage, he is very, very flexible, very, very versatile. He can do a lot of things for the offense. So I'm really excited for him. You know, like you said, he is a guy that's been waiting, um, patiently waiting. So I think this could be a breakout year for him as well. And then behind them, I know they've got the freshman. They brought in Antonio Ferguson, who I think is listed at 6'3", 6'4", 235. I think if somebody's going to play right away from a blocking perspective, he would be your guy. Again, true yeah. freshman, you never know. Tight end's a tough position. Uh, and then Desirio Riles, they flipped late, committed to Indiana, and then he flipped to ECU. He's more probably kind of a hybrid slot yeah. athlete type. So those are your two true freshmen, and they may have a couple of walk-on tight ends in the room. But I think we're going to see a lot of Shane and Savage this year, yeah. Maceo, and um, you know maybe a lot of them split out too. Yeah, I, I think those two guys, they can really do a lot. Um, you know, in the past we've kind of had – you know, the Zach Birds, the Anthony Watleys, you know, those kind of bigger tight end guys. But these last few years, we've had a, some guys that can do a lot of different things. And, you know, that's very hard to guard when, you know, you can't just plan for Shane being in the, you know, attached and down on the, with his hand in the dirt. And then you see him lined up on the outside, you know, catching some balls, you know, going downfield even. Um, and the same thing with Tyler Savage as well. Um, you know, he's really a former, you know, receiver. 
you know, he came in, gained a little weight, moved him to tight end. Um, so, you know, both of those guys can do a lot of different things. Very reliable hands. Both of those guys don't really drop any balls. Um, so I think we'll definitely see a lot of those guys, you know, outside and with their hand in the grass. All right, there are your receivers and tight ends. Any, anybody that we forgot, or did we, did we try and cover everybody? I'm sure we leave out somebody. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think we got um, mostly everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry if we if we if we forgot you. Message Maceo. Don't message me. Uh, he played on the team. I just covered the team. So yeah. Um, but no, I, I think. Um, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Maceo. Okay. So who who leads this team? I tell you, we're gonna go different categories. Who leads this team in receptions at the end of the year? Jalen Johnson. That would be my pick easy. as well. Yeah. Jalen Johnson probably leads in receptions. I think going to the slot, it just seems like that has been, you know, obviously with Snead, it was the most targeted yeah. position. Yeah. I think it's going to be the most targeted position this year, especially if he stays healthy. He seems like yeah. a slam dunk or as close to it as possible. Mm-hmm. All right, who leads in receiving yards? Is it Jalen Johnson or is it somebody else? Uh, I think Josiah Hatfield might get him in the yards. Um, you know, I just think, you know, he can just go downfield and he's on that outside. So it's a little bit more open in a sense. Um, you know, like you said, I think he averaged 15 yards a, a catch last year, which is a first down. Um, so he can do a lot, definitely can go downfield. And, you know, he definitely has that, you know, real, real speed where, you know, if you let him, you know, get out, he's going to be gone. And if anyone doesn't believe me, look out, look back at some of Keaton Mitchell's long touchdowns and you'll see who's running right beside him. If you look at App State, one of those first, maybe that second drive of the game, just I half it was running right with them beside him. Um, so you definitely see that speed he's got and I'm excited for him. Um, but Jalen Johnson, I think he'll be very close. You know, he's he is very fast. It's just probably a little bit more congested playing that slot area. So he might not have the chance to get out as much, but. I think just side might get him on the yards this year. Fair take for sure. Fair take. And then lastly, receiving touchdowns. And to give you some perspective, uh, CJ had 10 last year. Isaiah, Isaiah Winstead had six. Jalen had four. Ryan Jones had four. Those were kind of your leading receiving touchdown the guys last year. So do you have a pick for this? It's kind of a crapshoot touchdowns, but any idea? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm taking that stat with a grain of salt uh, just because Holton and CJ play with each other uh, for Very so true. long. <laughs> so they, you know, Holton could, you know, rely on him and really trusted him a lot, you know, beyond just college, but, you know, back from high school and everything. So I think we can take that with a little grain of salt. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of those guys, Jalen Johnson, Josiah Hatfield, even Jared Garner are really, you know, red zone threats. Um, Josiah might be more of a explosive play threat, but, you know, all those guys can really catch that ball and score. Um, Jalen Johnson was very productive when he had the chance and when he played and was healthy last year, um, caught a touchdown in the bowl game, caught a touchdown against Campbell. Um, so, I mean, he caught some short ones, some long ones. So I think those guys are very versatile. Um, you know, I think they'll light the scoreboard up. I want to see Shane Calhoun get more red zones. Yeah. That's my yeah. pick. Um, yeah. I just don't know if he'll get enough to lead the team, Yeah, but, uh, I, I think I would probably go. Gosh, I don't know who I'll go here. I guess Jalen Johnson, yeah. but this is that's yeah. a tough one. All right, last one, and then we'll pick our favorite ECU receivers of all time, which is going to be tough for you. Dang. Uh, but um, so, dark horse, who would you say is the biggest dark horse to kind of come out of nowhere and, and have a, a breakout season? And, th- and there are several, so I just want to preface this. 
you, you know, you can't really be right or wrong. I guess you can be right, yeah. but you can't be wrong here because like there's so many options. So yeah, um, yeah. your your uh, dark horse pick. Yeah, there are there are a few. Um, I'll give you three um, dark horse picks. Jarrett Gardner. Um, I think he's a guy that can probably step up and be in, take that exposition. Um, being an older guy, being very versatile, can run, can catch, can jump. I think Jared Garner is probably one of those. Um, I would say two, um, you know, probably uh, Jari Patterson. I'll say two A and two B, probably Jari Patterson, Brock Spalding. Um, I think one of those guys will have a chance to back up Jalen and, and, you know, really get a lot of time in that position. Um, both guys can be really special um, when given the chance. Um, and can do a lot of things after the catch. And I would say third, probably Kerry King. Um, I think Kerry King is probably, you know, that similar type to Josiah Hatfield, can run, very athletic, very quick. Um, you know, I think he's starting to put everything together um, these, this past year. Um, so I think those are probably my, you know, three to four maybe dark horses. I know it's not one, but, you know, I think a lot of guys have opportunities this year and a, a lot of guys that have been waiting their turns. Yeah, and you you name one at each position, and I think that's yeah. fair because really there's there's opportunities across the board. Again, EC replacing seventy four percent of the receiving yardage production from last year, so a lot of uh, receiving yeah. yards to go around, and it could depend on who kind of establishes that early rapport with whether it be Mason Garcia or Alex Flynn. So excited about this position room, and I think there's more upside here than people realize, especially right. outside the program. I see a lot of talk about, hey, how is ECU going to replace? These guys, C.J. Johnson, Ryan Jones, Isaiah Winstead, I think there are some some definite possibilities that can step up. Yeah. All right, Macy O'Donnell, favorite ECU receiver of all time. <laughs> you roomed with two pretty good receivers. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be able to pick between them or pick somebody else? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, those guys probably mad. Tyler will probably call me talking junk if I if I don't say uh, one of them. Um, but I'll give I'll give you three again. Uh, I'll say you know Blake Pro, Tyler Sneed, both roommates of mine. Both had great careers and both are still playing professionally right now. Tyler in Canada and Blake with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and another one it's probably going to be really hard, but probably Justin Hardy. You know he's a local two five two guy. Had a great career at ECU. Um, so I definitely say Justin Hardy, who's definitely playing uh, in Canada right now against Sneed. So um, those three guys are probably my favorites. Um, you know, personal and uh, not personal favorites, but you know, it's hard to choose between all the guys, and a lot of them can do a lot of different things. No doubt, love watching Tyler, love watching Blake. Uh, J- Justin was one of the best for sure. Um, just and he didn't say a whole lot; he just went out there and did did work. That was his his game. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed getting to know Zay Jones. I remember after ECU offered him, he was like, not even. A name at all really mm-hmm. he was just kind of known as robert jones's kid and yeah. to like talk to him at that point to see where he's gone now is awesome um my number one receiver of all time though Dwayne harris if okay. people have not That's seen Dwayne harris not only my favorite <laughs> ecu receiver of all time but my favorite ecu football player of all time the guy okay. is special teams ace which he did in the nfl for years uh hard nose would run you over was the toughest guy to tackle Great receiver, but just an awesome football player. So, 17, Dwayne Harris. Um, was he before your time, Maceo? Uh, he wasn't before my time too much. I was younger, but I, I know yeah. who Dwayne Harris is. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. I know you yeah. had lived, obviously, elsewhere before moving to Eastern North Carolina. Yeah. So, um, 17, he was special, man. He was uh, 
He was a good dude uh, and had a 1,000-yard receiving at Ruff McNeil's first year. So he was like the the first air raid guy to kind of take mm-hmm. off after the boring Skip Holtz offenses. But, hey, they won championships. So, uh, But all good, man. Lance Lewis, by the way, underrated receiver, as was Andre Allison. Those th- those are kind of the guys from my era. So okay. uh, been a lot of fun um, reminiscing a little bit with you, Maceo. All right, Maceo, we'll – Receivers are down, man, and, and we, we talked about a lot of them. And uh, I'm excited about the outlook of this position. I know there's question marks, but to me, that like as somebody who covers the team and, and talks to all you guys when ECU gets commitments from you and offers y'all and gets recruits uh, or gets it, you guys as recruits, like to me, I kind of enjoy seeing, all right, Tyler Savage or, you know, somebody like Brock Spalding or Jari right. Patterson. I see y'all's story kind of develop, and then I, I enjoy when y'all get to the point where, all right, it's y'all's time to go out there and play. Right. And I think it's going to be that way for several guys this year, which excites me, and I'm sure excites you as well because you kind of had a, a similar story. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I love a good story, and, you know, you can kind of, you know, see those guys and how they work and all that time they put in. You know, sometimes, you know, being a scholarship guy versus a non-scholarship guy, you're not given as many opportunities and chances and, and everything, but – you know, these guys are getting older. They're understanding how the program runs. They're understanding the offense. Um, so I'm really excited for those guys to, you know, really get their chances this year. And, you know, like you said, 74% is gone. So somebody's going to have to, you know, make up for it. And I think we have a few candidates that will. A couple comments. Robert says, once again, great show, guys. Pirate2031 says, these shows are so good. You guys crushing mm-hmm. it. I don't know if they're lying, but, hey, we appreciate the feedback. <laughs> um Maceo, can we continue it into the offensive line? That's the real question. Can we? Are you going to have to get some like inside, inside scoop yeah, I mean, on what's going on up front, or you got it? I mean, no offense to the big boys, but I mean, we can only say so much about those guys. Let's yeah. be honest. And well, we, uh, can, we can do a whole <laughs> show on it. We can make it work. Uh, I mean, we can try. <laughs> we can sure do. We can try. Our views can, might go down after that one. Yeah, we can talk about how much. Uh, See, we can use uh, our sources to figure out how much Nashad and Avery Jones got paid. Yeah, try that. We can get some views off that. So, Pac-12, SEC, you guys can uh, figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, but, Macy, I appreciate the time, man. We'll link up again yeah. sometime next week. These have been a lot of fun. Again, time flies by. Somehow we went 45 minutes uh, talking receivers. And I uh, appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, you're getting better every week, man. Not that you weren't good last week, but you're – you know, you're doing a great job, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's Macy O'Donnell. I'm Stephen Igo. This has been the Hoist of Colors podcast. We will talk to you guys. So we'll talk to you tomorrow, not Maceo, but I'll be here with a basketball podcast with okay. Casey and Romaley. We'll be doing our weekly basketball chat. And then next week, Maceo will be back for our latest football position preview, talking O-line somehow. All Let's right. do it. <laughs> we'll be back. Thanks for listening. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.